Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth, with your host, Christina Rivera. In this savvy broadcasting series, we delve into hot topics affecting us all. With cancel culture and big tech censoring any opposing ideas and thoughts outside of mainstream ideology, it has become more important than ever that we tell the raw truth about everything from U.S. world politics, COVID, Christianity, and everything in between. We invite all points of view to come and share their perspective, honestly and respectfully. Hi, David Nagel. Welcome to Savvy's newest series, The Raw Truth, uh, Forbidden Speech. How are you? I'm doing great, Christina. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. And I'm excited because, as you might have guessed the past year and a half, that we've been wrapped up in a load of fear. <laughs> and our topic today is going to be releasing ourselves from collective fear. Um, because as you as you might have noticed, is that when there's fear amongst us or around us, it can get caught up in it. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be the news. It can be hanging around with friends, family. It can just, you know, take hold of you. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely can. <clears throat> it's probably one of the worst times we've ever had to experience in history uh, with something like this, at least in our history. It's, it's changed the foundation of what people are used to. And it, which then opens the door for fear. I mean, it opens up yeah. the door for all kinds of thinking uh, that, that can create fear. Yeah. And uh, so you've been my mentor for several years. Uh, even before I worked with you, I was listening to your content on your wonderful davidnagel.com uh, um, site. But also I joined you recently for the Elite Mind, where we got together and we were working on having a mindset that was set for success, which also takes you away from focusing on fear. Um, so you are really, really knowledgeable in this uh, arena. Now, what can folks do that have nothing, you know, they've never worked with you, don't know anything about you. And they're like, well, you know, I know that I'm kind of stuck in this rat race of fear. How do I even begin to get off of this wheel? Yeah, this is a great question. So the first thing I think is to understand that the, the way that our bodies are going into fear is not really designed to keep us afraid, but it's actually a way for us to try to get control over what it is that we're experiencing. 
Um, one of the ways that human beings actually feel somewhat in, in control is to be afraid, to focus on what their fear actually is or what is that's scaring them so that they have some semblance of control over their world, over their universe. Mm -hmm. What we're experiencing currently is so many things changing so fast and many things that we don't know much about changing that it has a tendency for a person to, it really undermines the way that we actually experience the world. So for instance, like when COVID started, one of the big problems that we have when everything started shutting down was that our understanding of cause and effect and the way business is done and products and services get into our life and we move products and services throughout the world significantly started to change. Now, if we can't get the things that we need, if we're experiencing shortages, which we're currently experiencing, by the way, for various different reasons, the, the idea is, how do I know that I'm actually safe? How do I know I'm going to get what I need on a day-to-day -day basis today, tomorrow, and in the future? At the same time, we're hearing all different kinds of ideas, controversies, uh, people going down a rabbit hole on a, a lot of different things. Some things are true, some things are not true, and we don't know how to decide which one is going to best fit for to, to get our needs met. Mm -hmm. So fear keeps us in this state of alertness. It's saying, pay attention to everything that's actually going on. But what we really need to do is we need to find a way to know what to pay attention to, what not to pay attention to, and what is real and what is not real. And I think that is really the core of the fear that we're experiencing now is people don't know what's real. Yeah. Well, this is interesting for me because I think a lot of us will try to say, well, let's just eliminate fear. It's the same thing with pain. Let's just make this go away. Let's just make it easy. But, you know, as you were just saying, fear is our is an indication to us that something's going on. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But like you were saying, now, how do we know what to listen to? How do we pull out what's true, what's not? How do we begin with that? The first thing that, that I tell everybody is to take a very close look at the source of the information that you're gathering. So one thing that, that people really need to understand is that the mainstream media and uh, many of the various different podcasts that have spun off of mainstream media are really businesses. And people forget that they're businesses and they forget how they make money or they didn't even know how these businesses make money. They make money by getting people to watch their content. And the more that they can prove the amount of eyeballs watching the content, the more sponsors they can get and the more sponsor money they can get. So we must remember that these are businesses that need your attention in order to make money and to continue to make money in the future. So what is scientifically known, what is psychologically known, is that the fastest way to get somebody's attention and to hold it is to scare them, <laughs> right? In the, in the industry, they say, if it bleeds, it leads. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is the thing that is the most shocking, uh, the most abhorrent, the, 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 the most concerning, that if they keep putting that message out there, people feel constantly like they don't know what to do, a deep sense of insecurity, and they want more information. So it's almost like I'm addicted to getting more information that is scaring me, not because they want to be scared, but because they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I think what, what, well, at least what I recommend, what I prep my practice myself is to take pieces of information that you are uh, very concerned with, and you, you want to go straight to the source of where this information is coming from. 
There's a difference between somebody who is, uh, let's say, a reporter, a person that, that is in the media, and are they a commentator? Are they creating news? Or are they reporting from, from a journalistic perspective what the facts are? Very few of these news organizations are reporting anything that's facts. Mm-hmm. It's all commentary on what they believe is actually happening. So you have to you have to seek out sources that stay as close to the journalistic truth as possible and not get stuck in the story. Yeah, I love that. You know, it was interesting. Many um, many years ago, I interviewed a uh, journalist. And he said, you know, a lot of the um, information we get isn't too hard. Like if I were to go find a um, a resource to prove, okay, this happened or this happened. In one case, the story I, I was uh, working on, I went to the CIA site and most of the information was public. So I yes. just looked it up within five minutes. I, I found this is a credible source and I was able to validate. And anyone, he said on my show, anyone can do this. It's open. That's There's right. a lot of open source information that we ourselves can be mini investigators. Maybe we don't spend all of our time, but like you said, things are really important to us. We can go that one step deeper, maybe go to CDC ourselves or go yes, to yes. You know, wherever it all might be. All this information, the CDC, the FDA, all of the peer-reviewed medical journals are public. Everything that they're that they're talking about and they're giving your opinion their opinion about on the news yeah. is published data that is available for the public to research and and check out yourself. And actually, the thing is that's kind of sad is that they count on people won't do it, mm-hmm. so that they can create whatever narrative they want to push whatever agenda they want. And the idea is that people aren't going to check anyway, but you could go to the CDC, you can go to the FDA, you can go to all the pre-reviewed medical journals, and you can find out the information that you want in, in real time as to what it actually does say. Yeah. And what I liked about this guy that came on my show is it empowers everyone. It allows you to have the power on you to go check this out. I remember early on when COVID started, I went to CDC and I found out some information. And I remember telling a friend of mine, she's like, well, it's not what my doctor said. And I said, no, but here's the link. You can look at it yourself. And she refused to open the link. And so you know, realizing, well, my doctor must be more right than CDC, or maybe your doctor just doesn't have this information. Maybe share it with them. They, well, they don't understand where their doctors are getting the information from, right? Yeah. The information comes down through a hierarchy, and they're supposed to be educated as to what is new and what is what is changing, and that's where they get this information from. So yeah. it's it's also important, like let's say you don't know, because most people don't know, really do the research and find out what news channels of any kind are giving are, and have historically given the most accurate results. You can look that up on the internet and it'll and it'll it'll tell you. The other thing is is that I because of how many of the um, the search engines are really controlling what it is that you look up and they're keeping people from looking up uh, you know things that are that they really want to know. Many search engines literally are pulling people away from those kinds of topics. You could do something like DuckDuckGo. You could go to a search engine that does not do that, and it will literally pull up the information that you're looking for. Yeah. Well, that's that's great advice because I found the same for myself. A couple years ago, we started a program here called um, Heartbeat of the World, and we brought experts of all varying sorts on to talk about hot topics from the environment to sex, you name it. Yeah. And uh, we got taken off of Apple and then a number of other platforms saying we weren't um, advertiser-friendly. 
And uh, but bottom line, you couldn't find me very easily for a time on Google search. Uh, that has started to change a little bit, but this has happened. I know some people say, oh, that's not happening. It's not true, but I can verify that a number of people, myself included, have had that issue happen. Um, so it's it's kind of sad because we want all voices yes. to be heard. And this is exactly yes. why we started Forbidden Speech. We want people to have, be able to make up their own mind about things and, and come to their own conclusions. Yes. And that's and unfortunately, that's where we're headed. We're headed to a lot of things that are, are forbidden speech. And more and more topics are getting extremely difficult to look up it's like if that if if the news and the governing bodies want you to stay away from a certain narrative uh, for some reason the major search engines are going along with this and they guide you away from it it literally becomes very difficult to look up certain topics on the major the major search engines but if you go to one of the search engines that professes that they don't track you they don't advertise to you. They will look up whatever it is that you're asking for. You'll find that maybe if you're looking up your website and it's difficult to find it on Google, you'll go to DuckDuckGo and it'll be the first one that'll actually come up. And I mean, that's how we kind of know you're being guided in a different direction. And of course, Facebook is having all kinds of problems right now because the things that they've been hiding are starting to come to the surface. And I imagine that we're going to find that out about many of the um, uh, the technical uh, uh, overlords, so to speak, that we're that we're dealing with today are actually doing. Yeah. Well, and you know, that, those are some great ideas for people to get started in empowering themselves. But let's talk about a mindset because I think yeah. once you start getting the information, you're an expert in mindset. How do they begin to not get on? Because I know myself included, you you'll just start getting dragged into that new story, yes. that new story, this, and you'll you'll start getting this negative roller coaster. Yes. How, how can we begin to get off of that? So let's understand first that the way that they do that is to keep you in a constant state of uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. So we do not need to watch the news all day long. We do not need to be neurotic about it. And you know, what we need to do is we need to determine what's important in our life and then practice mindfulness around that. We need to be informed, but we need to limit that to a very small portion of our week, not even our day. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's this rule that I really believe in that I think works. If it's really important, it'll find you. It'll The information will get to you. You don't need to keep searching for it every day. And then start living your life. Live a life that's based on the expectation, goal setting. What do you want to create in your life? Gratitude is an enormous practice for people. And people might say, but I'm so scared. How can I be grateful? You can't not afford to be grateful. And the truth is, is that once you back away from things that are scaring you, and you start saying, what are my blessings? What am I really grateful for? Who are the people that I love in my life, right? Who are the people that I care about? What things do I care about? As you start focusing in those directions, it totally changes the energy in your body. It changes your mindset. Uh, you, you have a tendency to calm down and stay focused in the direction that you're going. And I, one of the things that I really encourage people to do is every day before they do any work, get very centered on their intention for the day, and then really look at their day and say, how do I want to show up as a person today in the different activities that I'm doing? In other words, how do I want to show up emotionally? How do I want to show up in my own presence? What things are important for me to think about, and how do I contribute to the world? And those are very proactive things that we can do to remove us from such a reactive world that we're experiencing. 
Yeah, that is totally phenomenal. And we did that in your elite mindset yes. uh, that we got together for for three months. It was great. And that's exactly what people can do on their own. They can just decide that I'm going to set aside this half hour or 20 minutes to meditate, to talk, you know, to think about what am I grateful for instead of just focusing on the negative in their life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been great. We could go on for hours. I know we could, uh, but let everyone know where they can find out more about you, work with you. How can they do that? Best place to find out about me is the Successful Mind Podcast. I teach all of this for free. People can get it anytime they want, or they can go to davidnagel.com if they want to find out about other things that we're doing. Oh, well, that's awesome. I hope they all join you because I've gotten a lot out of joining many of your programs. Thank you so much, David Nagel, for coming to Savvy's newest series, Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth. Thank you. Thank you. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more Forbidden Speech or Savvy episodes, visit SavvyBroadcasting.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at LifeUnscriptedRadio.com. 